0: Hello. I'm Thomas and this is the K-A-A-N-P, the Knoxville Area Artist Networking Platform. And here we talk to artists about themselves, the art they make, and where they make it kind of. So yeah, stick around, give us a listen. Enjoy the show. That's that's the record button, Jared. Yeah, so we're recording now. I'm in. Hi, Jared. Hi. How you doing, man? I'm doing good. Thomas, how about yourself? I'm quite well. Can't complain. Sitting here in the comfort of a, a nice office, nice mm. office chair, mm. sipping an adult beverage.
1: Yeah. Do, about you, art. do you think uh, you're luckier than the average person right now in these times in this part of the world? Uh,
0: perhaps. I've not lost my job nor been evicted. Mm-hmm. So that's that's two big check marks in the win category.
1: Right. Right. Yeah. Um, I, I think a lot of people are unlucky right now. And so to be able to be healthy and somewhat sane in these times is.
0: Somewhat. Yes,
1: yeah, so, key word there, somewhat. Operative um, terms. Is, a, I think, a lucky place to be. So uh, lucky
0: places to be. Mm-hmm. What do you do while you're there? What do you do?
1: What do I do? Yeah,
0: what do you do, Jerry?
1: My profession is uh, mechanical engineer, design. Um, so I don't do engineering, but I do a lot of the designing uh, that engineers can sign off on, for example. But uh, I really like machine design and product design, and a lot of that has to do with the CAD software that I use. And I got into CAD because of my uh, likening to... Um, 3D digital as an interface to do something creative, um, and so I was going to go into graphic graphic art, um, and instead I went for engineering because I wanted I was like oh I want a, a real good job.
0: Turn to you a little bit. Yeah.
1: I wanted a real good job, uh, but yeah, I would say that my profession I'm an enge- engineer or designer, um, and in my other time that I don't make money off of, uh, I'd say I'm an artist. You know, that's, that really describes me more than my profession. And most people would argue that I think. And, um, I'd overall, I would say I I like to be a a creator.
0: That's, that's what you wish you spent more of your time doing.
1: Yeah. Um, of course. Um, I am afraid to make it my job because, You know, a lot of what other people say or what you've heard from people who, you know, set out to try to do the thing they love, it it ruins that for themselves. They put a lot of pressure on themselves for that, and it changes how they feel and relate to it. And I'd be really scared to do that with something like art.
0: Don't want to taint it.
1: Yeah, I don't want to. um, I don't want to change it. And I I don't want to take that risk too. I'm very would be very scared to try to have to figure out how to monetize my uh, creative abilities to to just make money to just just for number signs. And yeah. I'm no longer relating to it emotionally. I'm relating to it with my wallet. And and maybe I'm trying to survive on it too. So you know that my tactics are going to be weird. You know I'm gonna be I'm gonna be targeting things that I don't really care about. So emotionally, I think, is where it hurts. Um, to to do that with your creative outlet.
0: So, you mentioned three D CAD. What mm. uh, what mediums are you working with right now?
1: I do a lot of um, digital painting right now. Uh, I do a lot of figure drawing in real life, um, if I can. Um, those are my two mediums, and those are both 2D, 2D-based. I think 3D, um, for me, is easier to understand because it gives you all three dimensions that you can work in. It, 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 you can literally rotate your design and, and change it. Where in 2D, you're actually relating a 3D uh, space to a 2D dimension, and so translating that into a, the medium is way harder to understand than a three D model because a three D model you have all three planes that you can extrude upon or you can move upon, so I think it's really cool to try to relate uh, a three D object to a two D space, and I think that's um, a lot harder.
0: That's a more enjoy, in, more enjoyable challenge.
1: I think so. I think yeah. There's there's it's a, it's a skill that's not easily achieved. Um, if you've ever tried drawing, uh, <laughs> it's not easily achieved, and I think there's something. Uh, some beautiful things that can come out of it—not just mastery of it, being good at it—but there's different styles, and that, and all those are different ways to communicate, and that's what I mean. Art is any type of art, whether it's music, poetry, pottery, two D art, three D art—it's just another form of communication. And so, if you can find a way to do it and put your mark on it and do an exceptional job, I think it's it can be a beautiful thing. So,
0: what uh, what other Mediums are you into, would like to learn, have used in the
1: past? Other mediums? um, I've actually not dabbled very far into painting in general. Uh, Like I said, I like to mess around in 2D paint, uh, like Photoshop um, type of stuff. But I haven't really taken up uh, oil painting as much as I want to. I'm trying to set up a, a studio for that right now, um, and actually some 3D design stuff on the computer. Um, there's a lot of software out there now, different ways to do it, and and they're um, also you can h- be hired for that type of skill because it's just another type of CAD. But they they're artists that do um, things for. Uh, video games or, or movies and stuff like that conceptual artists um, and I've looked into that but um, I think that's a really cool medium 3d digital uh, assets and acrylic painting so I would say both being very opposite ends of the spectrum when you're talking about tactile mm. or not yeah you know um, they they have completely different feelings but I, I they're both directions I really like um, as far as other art mediums and um, outside of visual art, um, music, I've never really gone down that path. Um, there's, there's a lot of like beat making, percussion. really enjoyed that idea of making that type of, uh, being that kind of role in, in a music project. Uh, poetry. Uh, writing, I, I just never had the focus. I think writing is really cool. But poetry, for whatever reason, maybe because it's, it's shorter, and it's a little more cryptic, I can work with. So there's there's a, a number of things. I think I love exploring everything. You know, I, with everything I can. It's just different ways to communicate, and they're all really cool.
0: So, do you have any uh, works in progress right now you'd like to talk about?
1: Um, <laughs> that I was working on that one a while. <laughs> so. There's that. Um, I would say I've been working on uh, my first body of work that I've been really wanting to do for about a year now. Um, And it's going to be based on mostly the human form that I've been really studying for the last couple years since I moved to Knoxville. I got into figure drawing. And then I've been doing that for a while. And... I'm starting to get to a point where I feel like I understand it enough that I can transfer it into a more advanced painting or more advanced body of work. Um, so I really want to take um, human forms and then combine them with nature and ways that's stylistically, I guess, kind of um, overall kind of dark and dramatic. I would say it's more on the on the fine art than it is... Uh, modern art I'm not really sure what to call it it's uh, hard to describe something you know visually but especially I don't have much evidence but it's what I do a lot of my digital painting uh, with I, I, I do a lot of those conceptual paintings because I want them to be an oil uh, painting body of work so probably 10 to 20 paintings and with similar style similar theme all with the form, human form, but also nature somehow built in. Um, and a lot of, I think, the main characters will be kind of like these dryad-type characters. Um, uh, definitely male and female, um, but having those human forms available to to really um, relate to the environment that, that it's in. And I just... I just I don't know I have a lot of ideas with that I'm not sure what it would be called. Uh, other than that, I have some digital paintings, some, and I do figure drawing semi often just for practice. That that's my weekly, you know, target is to hit those those things. And I don't draw every day, um, but I'm getting very close to it. Very close. Yeah.
0: How many hours a week do you think you spend drawing then?
1: Um. Probably four. You know that's not much. Um, It's almost pathetic, really. I think (laughs) I think um, that has changed very very recently since I've moved. Uh, I moved into a smaller environment, and I've removed my TV and my desktop computer, which I consumed a lot of media via, you know, using those things, especially for video games, which is. Um, I may have spoke to you about definitely one of my addictions in the past. Um, I have all my friends back home utilize it, video games, and it's easy for me to hang out with my friends back home, especially during COVID yeah. and talk to them and play these old games together. I mean, I've,
0: I've done a lot of the same, playing some main rounds of Uno, <laughs>
1: <laughs> man. It can, I, my, one of my favorites is a game from over 20 years ago. Now it was made in 1999. I, c- I cannot get enough of it. And it's just like, <laughs> it's just like, it went from a thing to escape and stress relief and pure joy to a place of uh, almost addiction and grasp, you know. <clears throat> so I have to, I don't have the willpower to remove it. It's definitely an addiction. And I've never had one that was as powerful as that, which it's just weird because other people would think that's ch- obviously like literal child's play compared to other darker type of addictions that that when they grasp you, they affect you literally physically. Um, and so I can be thankful that my addiction was something that was didn't really cost any money at all and all it did is waste my time. Oh, yeah. But once I realized my time was more valuable than that, it it's that was the main reason to move on. And uh, so I had to remove them out of my life. And so my new living space, I don't have them. And now I can kind of think and uh, breathe, be a little more present without having that escape immediately and get back into drawing that's really what I want to be.
0: So how has this uh, modified your workflow? Do you have a pretty good grasp of a workflow in the new space yet?
1: Uh, not really. I, <laughs> I don't even have a place for my laundry yet. <laughs> Honestly, uh, I'm at the stage of, uh, of your life where you're working off of piles. Um, more or less. It's not quite piles, but it's slightly more organized than that. But if I don't get a hanging system up soon... I will have piles. One of
0: these piles is in a chair or on a chair. Well,
1: I have these hampers. Uh, I do sort my clothes by, like, overall... And so I, when I wash them, it makes more sense. Anyways, I, I, I'm an engineer. What can I say? Uh, by trade, I have, I have to organize my shit. I have a system. <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> I have these three hampers, but they're full of clean and dirty clothes right now because everything just, like, got smashed in them mm-hmm. And I, when I moved. And now I'm in the new place. And so I have a very... uh
0: now you got to wash all your clothes
1: again. Yeah, I mean, some of them I... <laughs> yeah, more or less. I mean, they probably still needed it. I don't know. But... So I'm a little bit of a disarray, but I'm I am I am starting to settle in, figuring out organizing my stuff. And right now I'm just working off a laptop, which is rec- a recent tool I bought. Um, probably one of the most expensive things I have bought in a long time, and I'm able to do art on it. Mm. Um, and I re- and it's portable, and I can do I can do a lot of stuff on it. Um, and so I'm really appreciative to have this tool, even though I'm I'm not working right now, but I'm able to to do a lot of art on it.
0: So, do you use a, a digital uh, stylus and pad? Yes. Yes, it's yeah. um, Tell similar. Tell us about that hardware.
1: Yeah, so it's similar to um, a, a bunch of different tools at this point. Now, there's uh, tools that you could use for, you could use, say, a plain old, like an older iPad or any tablet. You can, do, you can find an art program and you can do like an MS Paint type situation, but... Um, but it's not going to give you the uh, optimized. It's not going to give you different pressure points on the screen. Yeah. Most tablets, they're not going to give you. I think it's of eight thousand levels and up are considered like more digital media. But you don't have different levels. It can't sense the pressure you're putting on it. If it doesn't have multiple levels of sense sensory, it won't be able to tell how hard you're pushing and therefore how much medium it might put down or not. If you're doing a piece of art, so if you and as someone who um, People who draw or illustrate can understand a little bit better, but when you press down on your pencil or your utensil, whatever you're drawing with, whatever your, your 2D format is, typically that means you're, you're putting a darker or wider or that stroke's going to be a little bit different mm. because of that pressure. And so you want a tablet that has multiple levels of pressure sensitivity, and then you can have programs like Photoshop on it where you have brushes that you can... Depending on how you push on it, will do different things, and that's really important to have that tactile ability to to make different forms. So, um, this technology has existed for uh, I think at least two decades. I think there's been digital illustration, but it's just been getting easier and easier to obtain. And so, I got a two in one computer that's like an it's like a like a tablet, like a regular tablet you'd carry around, but it also has a keyboard that has a uh, a um, processor in it, graphics processor in the keyboard, so you can run more programs than a tablet could. Mm. Um, so you can kind of flip it around. Um, I think it's a Microsoft Microsoft um, Surface Book two. All right, so two one. So, um, but there's there's cheaper forms of of doing this type of illustration, uh, digital art, and you can get a bamboo. A uh, tablet is what some people call them, but they're just a flat, like black square that you put down in front of your screen. It doesn't have the. You're not looking at the art. You're not pressing into the the tablet. You're you're on a different surface that allows you to uh, pick up pressure, and uh, and obviously the 2D space that it's in relative to the screen at a much cheaper thing. It's just harder. You have to get used to that type of translation. There's,
0: there's a disconnect between <clears throat> looking and drawing directly on right. the page. Or you know, moving your hand and looking at a monitor. It I've done both of those. And yeah, I very much prefer looking at the thing and drawing on the thing. It, mm-hmm. It's just more intuitive.
1: Yes, um, I. Oh, but I, I feel that as well. I I definitely had a harder time messing around on a on a on a square or on a tablet that's, uh But I'll let you stick. guess
0: which which format of that I have <laughs> because I know which one I am.
1: Uh, I would guess that you have the bamboo tablet type situation. Oh yeah,
0: I've got a, a, a separate. It's I think it's a Huwei. <laughs> okay. Know, yeah, and it's it's a seven by eleven or yeah. whatever, detached. You know, those you can
1: get a uh, a nice one for fifty to a hundred dollars. Yeah, I
0: paid like, like seventy two for mine. So yeah,
1: it. and you can get a a completely hundred percent. Like if you're good enough, you can do lots of art. Like you can do professional shit on it. Yeah, and uh, the thing is. You have to learn a language first. You have to learn how to do that, but people can. You can do it. It's it's just takes a little bit longer, and I I I honestly I should have done that first.
0: Oh, take the time to learn the language of Photoshop.
1: No, no. I I learned. I've been learning that for years, just (laughs) screwing around. But no, of the um, I kind of because it would just would have been cheaper when I bought I bought a monitor that hooks up to my desktop. Um, it's like a Wacom. I don't know if you've heard mm-hmm. one of those, yeah. Um, but those costs brand new cost over $2,000. And as someone who, like, I think I got mine when I was 21 or 22, um, 22 year old out of college, isn't going to want to drop $2,000 on something he doesn't use professionally, you know, um, or it's not <clears throat> out of function. I didn't have the money for that. So I bought an off brand one that was 500. Um, and that was that was like a big toy for me. You know, it's like, oh, shit, I have debt, but <clears throat> I have it now. I know I have student debt, but I'm making enough that I could buy a toy. Yeah. So that was, that was my first <laughs> yeah. toy. No, honestly, that was my first toy after I started working professionally. That was a big deal for me. And it felt weird because I, I didn't do art. That was me like just randomly like, you know what? I really like digital art. I like the way this looks. I want to get into it. Bam, five hundred dollars. Like that was that was actually me getting into art, um, in a really committal way. <laughs> kind of a dumb way, honestly. It's like, oh man, I
0: dropped this money, I better do something with it. I this. should have
1: spent fifty dollars. <laughs> but then again, maybe that would have been harder to get into and I would have Yeah, not it, it spent might have the been time. a less engaging experience, yeah, you
0: yeah. know. Who uh, who's to say? But uh, but now you've got a lot to show for it. <clears throat>
1: Yeah, I would say um, that is me get. That's kind of the story of me getting into art. Just
0: jumping in. Both.
1: <clears throat> yeah, I was inspired by another artist. Um, and here, I'm going to get into the really nerdy side I of it. No, let's, let's talk influences. Let's go. Um, uh, as a kid, I thought I was going to be a car designer. So I always liked drawing cars. Um, my brother and my dad are very much mechanics. And I didn't get the... Masculine me- mechanic gene. I got this artsy fartsy gene, but I still really like the way cars look. Um, and I used to draw cars all the time in middle school and high school. Um, obviously, my my dream job or whatever I thought I was going to be wasn't quite car designer as I got older. But I was still drawing, um, and it, it wasn't it wasn't always cars. Um, I remember the kids in like first grade uh, when I did draw cars, uh, they would they thought my cars were so cool. Compared to the other kids, and all the boys, I remember all the boys would draw cars, trucks. You know, yeah. for I don't know why. That's what we did in, in um, kindergarten. Uh, when what's it, what's it called when you have re- recess, like yeah. indoor recess, and everyone's doing crafts. Boys would draw cars. That's what you did, trucks and cars. And I just I think because my brother and my dad drew them, or was a, I was around them, I could draw one dimension more. Yeah, it, Like, my, my wheels were actually up in, the, like, the wheel well. I, like, I drew, like, a wheel well instead of just a square with two circles underneath, like the other kids. And that, you know, that blew minds. So I was encouraged from there. Hell yeah. Um, and then I grew up drawing more and more different things. And um, I got into a card game called Magic the Gathering.
0: And oh, the beautiful art in that
1: game, and right. <laughs> uh, I love that game because I, one day I saw my brother playing it. He's much older, and he never got into it. But I had these cards always laying around. I thought the art was really cool. I grew up just thinking these cards. I had no idea what they're talking about, but look how adult and cool they are. Like they just felt they have, that was just the ultimate like, like, right of not right of passage, but I just thought they were the neatest thing. They're artifacts to me, like of all this uh, maturity and. I didn't understand them. And so (laughs) as I got older, (laughs) (laughs) yeah, Uh, I've played that game competitively and I still don't. Um, um, But, anyways, so obviously a big fan of that card game and it's such a nerdy game, but the art in the game is really neat. Uh, That game pays a lot of artists to make art and they show up in awards all the time um, that they have yearly. Like a piece of art from the game will just be randomly in this like award for the year for like best high fantasy art, best oil painting, like all those different things. So they, they actually pay a lot of great artists to make content. And, and I saw this one guy who, um, who was making these landscapes for the game. Um, I just really loved his, and I started like looking at the artist because of him. Um, and a lot of people did that they looked at, they'll look at the art and be like oh i can tell that's that style because mm. they they pay the same artists year by year for different pieces and you start to get a sense so a lot of people actually do get into art from you know whatever they're whatever they're into if i don't care if it's some kind of like game of thrones or harry potter like they'll start looking at more art mm. and people get influenced by those type of things but um there was a couple artists in that game that I just really, really loved. And I started looking at their work, started looking them up. And before I knew it, I was looking at tutorials and the way they did speed painting and all these processes. And I was like, wow, this is awesome. How can I get into so this?
0: you went rabbit hole real fast. Real fast. Real fast. Yes. <laughs> How can I
1: get into this? I love this. I think I could do this. This looks easy.
0: So when when was this?
1: Um, twenty. 2016, 2015. Right.
0: 2015
1: 2016, yeah. Okay. And I got I got real into it and I was like, shit, I uh, I need to I need to buy this. Um <laughs> So, I dropped $500, bought the tablet, started drawing. And I have a lot of the drawings that I that I started with and uh, one or two of them kind of still hold up, but most of them and and even those are just complete travesties. <laughs> like, like that was five years ago. I feel like I'm looking at drawings from when I was five. <laughs> like that's the critis- the criticism I like yeah. feel about them. It's like,
0: like what are you, a literal child? Yeah, <laughs> like there's
1: a a little child drew this No. Um, but I, I, I got into it because of of that game, and uh, maybe it's because of the respect I had for it as a young at a young age because of my older brother or. Maybe because the art is that amazing and varied, but I think it's just overall a love of fantastical art. Oh, yeah. I love things that I feel like are very close to nature, but just somewhere a little bit something else is mixed in and it feels believable. That's magic to me that being able to have that translation of like, oh, that, that looks cool because like I feel like I can go there. I could I could almost be there. I think that really pulls me in. And I love environmental art, and I do like characters as well, but I got into it because of the landscapes in that game that I found. Um, the work of Noah Bradley in particular, a, a younger artist, not much older than me, um, got into and did a lot of digital landscapes. and That's what like pulled me into the game of, of art, really. And Now I don't really play that game at all, and now I'm drawing almost every day. So... It was it was a trans a, a transition. It, that's what made my transition. But I feel like it could have been any game or anything I was interested in. I would have found my way into what I'm doing now,
0: regardless of regardless, the, of, what regardless it was. of the lands of the yeah. thing you were interacting with. Right. I think
1: that was just the what translate what the stepping stones were. But it could have been another hobby. I would have gotten to art another way. Maybe I would, I was a real. Um, anything maybe i got really into cars because my brother my dad are into cars that's my next thing i probably would have gotten into
0: well i you know i
1: i would have drew more cars and i would have ended up drawing other stuff
0: so who doesn't like cars growing up in some way like automobiles machines, machines let's get right down to it if you don't like a fire truck when you're three like there's something wrong with you as a human being so, you know.
1: Well, off. some people might have trauma attached to something like that in oh, particular. Come on, come on. Who, but hates, who hates firemen, but Jared? I, what, fire? Who, who hates firemen and firetrucks? Probably someone who had the trauma of their house burning down when there no, were three no, and no. saw these images. Maybe no. maybe that. Maybe they we're, have.
0: We're talking about the lovable, innocent firetruck. I understand. Not, not I know PTSD what you're getting. At. I know what you're truck.
1: really getting. At. I'm being sarcastic. <laughs> but, yeah. Jerk. I,
0: I feel as if you don't imitate some of the more immediate, tangible things around you at some point. You, you know, you're, you're either going to put pen on paper or some other medium or not at that point. Mm. But being able to get the things you think cool filtered through your eyes, down through your fingertips, I think, I don't if you're that kind of person, I don't think you can avoid it. No. It's just a ticking time bomb.
1: I feel like it is somewhat of a blessing, but mostly a curse. I really do. I feel, because... I, how often do I really sit down and think I've really enjoyed that? Good job, (laughs) good job, Jared. You did a great job. Nothing but positive
0: reinforcement today. Right.
1: (laughs) I am so harsh on myself. I am, I am almost never happy with my work. Like most artists, like a lot of artists will say, like, say, I started archiving stuff on my Instagram, which is how I first started posting art. Like you can just go back and the first pieces were really around when I would made them 2015 or 2016. And I'm starting to archive them. Cause I just hate them. <laughs> I, I can't stand <laughs> looking at them and I don't want them to be represent representative of my work. Uh, that's fair. So um, I'm at the point where maybe, and that's why I don't do commissions. It's why I'm not, especially now I don't want to use uh, art as a way to make money is because i'm not done learning i'm not close to being done to getting my plateau and i'm not that's not me hyping me up are, are,
0: are you ever going to be done learning though right
1: right exactly yeah, but i feel that's, like that's i haven't
0: under me put yourself in
1: yeah I, I want to get to a point where i'm because I, i'll make something i have a drawing in my kitchen which is also my bedroom. Um, (laughs) i have a drawing in my uh studio right now that is just hanging on my railing because it's like the square railing and it has eraser bits all over it but i'm still working on it and every time i walk in the room and i look at it i kind of i kind of get fixated and i i think that wow that's really good and very like when i get to those points that's when i feel like i'm getting better yeah because that doesn't happen often so right now i'm in the middle of Actually, we're, I usually don't work, finish a figure drawing. I usually do a 20-minute sketch in my cl- in the sessions that we go to, and um, then I'm done. I don't look at it for a week, and then I, a week later I get it out again. I don't sit there and work on the same drawing for an hour, so that's what I did. And uh, I've, I kind of – I'm really – I'm impressing myself, and that's very rare for me to be like, oh, shit. <laughs> uh,
0: I did it right. Right. So – and I'm still
1: working on it, and I'm still having fun with it, so um, – I don't know what the question was, but uh, I'm going off. That's
0: all right. That's where we're at right now.
1: Yeah. I've, no, I, I feel I feel good about it, and um, in the future I'd like to say that I could do commissions, but I, I when I'm still getting to points like that where I'm still making this progress, I feel like I don't want to stop. I don't want to stop and and possibly stunt my growth.
0: Mm. Just by saying here is when I can do this and then starting that offshoot instead of just continuing the main path.
1: Right. Yeah, as long as I keep working in it, I feel like I I can keep getting better. Um, Now, I'm not working right now, which can't last forever. I quit my job recently, and I need to find part-time work, but I'm afraid to do full-time work because I'm afraid I'm not going to be drawing as much. Um, I'm working on other side projects that will eventually make me money, but... uh, but I'm am afraid to work again because it's going to hinder that progress as well. But it's uh, that's the fact of life. You have to f- figure out a way and optimize your time.
0: Right, where where the balance is? Yeah, there's, there's a sweet spot somewhere.
1: There's somewhere uh, a sweet yeah. I don't I don't know if it's in a capitalist system, but <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's, that's a that's, different podcast. That's that's.
0: that's. It's definitely a thought that crosses my mind occasionally. Like, man, if capitalism wasn't a thing,
1: capitalism is a great way to start something, but it's it's not a great way to uh, have to end something.
0: I don't, you know, if only those kind of thoughts cross. Just my
1: can't mind. go forever. No. So, uh, <laughs> that's coming from a very, very conservative-minded person in their past.
0: <laughs> so, <clears throat> so, do any of your influences? Uh, Clearly, make it into your work other than the format or do you have any? (coughs) Oh yes. Do you have any stylistic leanings? Yeah. Yeah.
1: I feel like I've talked only about format uh, so (laughs) far. Um, No, I think, uh, and I've realized only just recently, my, my biggest influences are, I guess my very often the thing that I'm in uh, at heart in love with. So, I think when I was younger, the reason I liked to draw cards was because not only I was encouraged to by other people, because they thought it was cool, but it's what my brother and my dad did. It's what, what masculinity was. It's what I looked up to. And I love that. You know, I really respected that, which is similar ideas to me. Um, and then now, all, all I can be found drawing are trees. Because <laughs> where I grew up, I grew up in the woods. But you draw really nice trees. I, I thank you. That's you I, Because that's all that's all I draw. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> But no, that's actually the reason I want to focus on that as a as a point in my works, because that's, I, it just is automatic to me. I don't really think about, I don't really think, oh, I'd like to draw, you know what I'd like to draw, I'd like to draw a weird, gnarly tree right now. <laughs> it's not like, it, it just, honestly, I just put, if I'm looking at a blank piece of paper, that's just is what happens. I like the forms, so I, I like exploring it, and I like the way it relates to us. I don't know, I just find that they're very interesting, and. I like the, the mood some of them can set, but you can do with it. It's just a fun character. Um, and I think it's it, – it bothers me that it, it feels very um, cliché, I guess. People – I mean, what do you draw? The first thing you draw is like a, a brown rectangle, right, on its, <laughs> on its skinny side, and it's very tall, and then you draw a green circle on that, and that's a tree, right? Yeah. That's basically all I do, just- actually. Uh, podcast over. <laughs> 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 All right, mic drop. Yeah, uh, but I just I don't know. I don't know what it is that draws me to them. I think it has to do with what I love, which is uh, the woods, is where I came from, and it means a lot to me. So, um, yeah, that's why I want to combine that and and a human form because I think that's beautiful as well. And if I can combine the two in different ways, have fun with it. I think I could have a body of work um, that I could display somewhere and really feel good about.
0: So where where is a, a dream space to unveil this potential body of work? If we're if we're talking moonshots, what are
1: what are we going for? Oh, I mean, you know what, I don't want a moonshot. I'm not I don't even think about anything bigger than my local town of, of Knoxville. I don't I this is where I, I practice right now. You know, if I was practicing somewhere else, it'd probably be in that place. I would want to know I'd want my peers to know more than anyone else. I don't want to necessarily spread it across the world tomorrow because I don't think it relates to everyone. I don't know. I don't, I don't really care about huge notoriety other than the, the people in my community. I think it would just be a really cool thing to see um, and enjoy with other people. I, I really look forward to that. So my moonshot is like the Emporium, which is, which is an art space downtown here.
0: I feel like that's the, the more high-end standard gallery space to get yourself into around here.
1: Around here, yeah. Um, and I, I agree. Uh, it's either that or the one next door, but um, most of those come with money, and I'm sure I, I'm, I can get to a place where I could afford something like that, but um, I'm not sure I want to... Try to put it in a place just to try to sm- then make my th- that money back. Because that's typically what an artist would do. I don't really know where I'm at with how I feel about that. The economics of it. Right. I'm really in... in
0: because gallery space is not cheap. Right. Even if you're just there for the weekend.
1: I think it has to do with the, the piece itself. How I feel about them. I'll probably... Right now thinking about it, I don't have... Many of the even the ideas done um, for the quantity that I want, um, but I don't, uh, and they're not ta- so they're not tangible, but I already have like I don't know if I want to get rid of them or not type of right. feeling about them.
0: So, anyways, you're committed to the idea,
1: yeah. But there's a lot of other spaces uh, in Knoxville that I would f- be very happy with. Um, even
0: what are some of those spaces?
1: Uh, I guess. So I don't know if I'd want them in local businesses. I don't. Maybe if maybe if they were smaller before I had them fully fleshed out. If I had only five or six pieces, that would work. So but places
0: I, like Cetris or Barleys or uh, yeah,
1: yeah, maybe at a bar or something a little bit dark, a little more adult. Yeah, you know I don't want to necessarily in a coffee shop just because there probably will be something close to the bosom exposed <gasps> <laughs> oh no yeah and uh we, we can't see female nipples oh, no. maybe you know what i'll put a full you know i'll put some full chest dude out you know as long as they make his shoulders kind of br- the, the character's yeah. shoulders kind of yeah, broad kind of broad. and kinda then broad. maybe yeah well, that's a guy i mean but it would be really fun to to see something in the middle you know kind of androgynous more looking or something that or has both features right yeah and then and then try to have them display that, how they would, you know, I could have kind of had a little argument with them and be like, well, that, you know, that's not, that's
0: not female. See where the tension happens. Yeah. Because they're guaranteed to be something.
1: Yeah. Just, you know <laughs> what? Not even to be necessarily uh, looking for justice or, or to be looking for any type of uh, social, I just want to cause some mayhem. I just like the trouble of it. I just think it's funny. <laughs> It'd be my own little uh, prank, I guess, just to be a jerk. Eh.
0: Some people would have a problem with it, but some people wouldn't. And the people that really wouldn't are the ones that won't care and they'll appreciate it as such. And the ones that won't, they'll just get hung up on it and not appreciate it, I'm sure.
1: Yeah, so I don't know. I just want more or less the body of work to be probably seen together. I'm hoping there's some kind of overarching um, modal uh, reasoning for each of the pieces. They have almost an equal say in something rather than just um, a lot of the same
0: format here's a series of things that look a lot alike here's a different piece of yeah of a
1: whole yeah um I could definitely see human forms um and a lot of just uh nature actually it's not even with that with human forms in it but um yeah it's it's kind of a far-fetched idea because I don't commit to paintings right now because I'm afraid to get started on something and um not be in a place that I, I feel good about where I could really execute it how I really want to see it and that's why I'm just constantly trying to learn so I can get to a place where I can execute them and be really happy about it like I am about this this sketch I'm currently working on I want to be just happy with the work I'm putting out which I can be um it's just hard to get to that place it takes a lot of time yeah
0: and it's yeah. really easy to be your own critic all the time all the time
1: yeah you find that
0: with with your work oh yeah of course I mean. Uh, there are things like I, as as we sit in my living room, everyone. This is this is a secret podcast location at the moment. My living room. Um, this piece here on the wall, uh, I could look at it and say, "Oh, there's five things right off the bat." Blah 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 blah. These dots mm-hmm. here aren't aren't scaled right, or they're not perfectly sure. in line on this axis. And I just have to learn to accept that. Even in the amount of uh, regimented form that I try to give these things that I do, and their symmetries, there are even going to be discrepancies in my hand making those symmetries. So I just have to accept that a little bit of chaos in the order is how it's going to go, and I really don't need to beat myself up about it too much.
1: Yeah, it's hard to see the eyes of uh, what the what other people will see. Yeah, like from here, I mean, I don't I don't see anything. I I I had to literally study it for a while. Yeah, nothing's glaring. For a glaring. couple minutes, nothing's glaring. It would take you. me literally a couple minutes to figure out because I'd be like, all right, which ones of these is not the, you know, and then I had to <laughs> check all of them and make sure. Like that would take me a while, but you made that. You you yeah, spent, spent more. I spent hours looking. You spent at a it. couple out. Yeah, exactly. So you have a different relationship with it. Uh, to me, it looks perfect. I, gee, I wish more often perfect.
0: I was able to look through <laughs> eyes that'll be seeing it for the first time because I know I've spent way too much time because looking at most of my stuff.
1: Do it if you uh, kind of forget about it. If you come back to a piece that you, you were proud of at the time, and maybe you've learned a lot and you don't think you're as good or you think you're better now, but you look at it and you're like, oh, dang, I did make that. So that's what happens
0: when I leave canvases like laying face down, yeah. like leaned up against the wall like, yeah. where I can't see them. <laughs> right. So four months later I turn them over and I'm just like, oh, hell. <laughs> that's either, mm, all right, or no, nah, I'm black all over it, mm. and painted over.
1: I have uh, quite a few canvases right Right now that need uh, the, uh, full <laughs> the full makeover.
0: The full makeover from bottom to top. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that, I've definitely done that more times than I'd like to count. Feel real good about something, put it down for a couple weeks, couple months, whatever. You come back to it next and you're just like, <sighs> I don't know. Uh, you know what? Think uh, about it this
1: way. Think about it this way. Um, in 100 years, when they're studying your paintings, because you're super famous, obviously, because you're dead. Right. Um. They're gonna be doing like ultrasounds, scans, you know, X-rays. future X-rays, and find all these other paintings underneath. And they're gonna fucking be like, they're gonna get, they're gonna get off to them. I'm sure. I mean, it, it, they just found the only, secret ass paintings. I'd be the
0: only person that's seen them right until then.
1: Right. So just think about it as hidden work, inward, hidden work. secret work.
0: What, what is an art archaeologist? What What are you? What's your What's your profession? Right. If you're an art archaeologist, I
1: mean, what do you do. That's that's one of them. Yeah. Uh, restorations of, of paintings, and, uh, but yeah, a lot of paintings have paintings over them, famous paintings, you know, and those are the ones that people always try to... Man, x-rays gone.
0: are something else. They're crazy. They'll let you look right under that shit.
1: <laughs> yeah, we've pretty much uh, conquered all the superpowers, you know. Yeah, I mean, we, we have x-ray vision. We x-ray can see vision. things up from a distance. We can fly. I mean, it takes a big device, or maybe even a smaller device, if you just drop out of a Heist, you know,
0: They're, they're tiny little jet-powered wings. Yeah, yeah. We've you know, conquered most heist. of them.
1: Uh, mind control or, or looking at people's brain. I mean, we have social media. Um, right into your frontal cortex, <laughs> right there. I mean, most of the time, we don't know about each other's, but uh, guess what? Google does. Google can read your mind, actually. Oh, Google knows. Yeah, so we've conquered that in a way. Um, what other superpowers? <laughs> um, I mean, I guess... We have superhuman strength and speed because, like, Iron Man suits are a thing
0: now. Sure. That's that's a thing. Um,
1: Did we beat the game?
0: No, I really think the game is ever-evolving to eternally screw us. Uh, we I, might find a glitch in the game every now and then because, you know, the lady in the red dress, she likes to pop up places. Yeah. But uh, I don't think we've conquered the game uh, just yet. We're so far away.
1: <laughs> we're so far away. But the
0: Cybertruck is still, still the best shape that cuts through the simulation, so it's fine.
1: <laughs> oh, is that, is that what it does? <laughs> yeah, that,
0: that's exactly what the Cybertruck does. It cuts the. But that thin glass.
1: Well, that <laughs> <laughs> well, hopefully not. That commercial or whatever, that. Uh, the demonstration. Dem- yeah, that demo was ridiculous.
0: It was great until he went to throw the ball at the glass. And then, you it, think was a, and then it was even better. You
1: think it'd be tested 10 times?
0: I bet. I think the official statement was that when he hit the door with the sledgehammer, it cracked the edge of the glass inside the door. Uh, It weakened the glass, which I believe because he hit the shit out of that door with that sledgehammer. But at the same time, boo hiss. That's a weak-ass reason to say the glass broke. Yeah. Either way, I understand.
1: Well, I don't know. If I have to get through a war zone with it, I wouldn't trust it.
0: What, you want a tundra?
1: Yeah, I think tundra might <laughs> that might hold up better in a war zone when I'm getting uh, the steel balls thrown at me. <laughs> not sponsored by Toyota at all. When we run out of gunpowder, we will just throw steel balls at each other. <laughs> <laughs>
0: well, they better not be you know 20, 30 pounds. That'd be terrible.
1: Right. Well, don't get the Cybertruck because you won't be safe. <laughs>
0: Alright, man. So, who are some local folks in in the scene that you uh, look up to, idolize, have influences from? Are there any?
1: I wish there were more, honestly. Um, I've been here just about three years now. A little over three years. Um, And that's also simultaneously when I got more interested in art um, and going to figure drawing, getting involved in the community here. Um, Because I'm from Pennsylvania and I didn't really get into the community there. So, this was all new to me. This was You know, this wasn't something, a new place that I just, like, you already knew the skills and got into. This is kind of where I grew. Um, And on the way, I've met a lot of amateur, but I haven't met a lot of um, a huge amount of professional artists. I agree. um, In general. Uh, I feel like there's an absence of a network for for something like this. It's something I'm really interested in creating with other people. Um, But one person uh, in particular... Um, that I think is really cool. Uh, he does music, he does art. Um, his name's is Martin, uh, or better known as uh, Floyd Strange. Um, you can find him on Instagram, but he, he has uh, uh, different illustrations that he does. And he, he also um, has a, a music uh, scene, I guess, attached to that name. Uh, I think there's YouTube videos. Um, so he's built this character and it's, it's really cool. Um, and he's very, very nice guy. So I think he would be someone interesting to, to talk to, um, on a platform like this because he has more than one, um, medium that he's involved with in the local scene. Uh, especially as, you know, someone like me who hasn't been around in the scene very long, um, probably has better insight for, for different things. But I would, uh, so he's he's an influence on on how I connect, and or how I identify really, because he has a whole character built up on himself. So I think that's really neat. I think a lot of us um, don't know we can do that, and it can be good. It can be bad also, but um, I think it's a good thing to have because in this time of social media, we're all building these characters, and it's so weird. But if you can kind of have fun, I mean, whether with we it. realize it or not, yeah, right, <laughs> exactly. No, um, how we relate to each other, it's like. Part of it's like the social media pages, and it's so strange. Um, but if you can kind of have fun with it, maybe be a little mysterious or um, have a character built in, I think that, that can be really fun, I, as long as it's, it's healthy. So anyways, I think that's, that was, that's been inspiring. Um, uh, one of my favorite painters at the Emporium, downtown, very consistent part of the uh, painting community here, um, Courtney or Connie uh, Gartner, uh, oil painter, does a lot of landscapes. Um, someone who I aspire to be able to paint-like as, as an oil painter, especially when it comes to landscapes. There's a lot of beautiful uh, East Tennessee scenes, a lot of local scenes, um, has hundreds of paintings. You usually visit her on First Friday, say hi. Uh, sometimes I'll we'll pick up a painting, but I just love looking at her, her artwork. Um, and there, I, There's plenty of people who are in, involved in the figure drawing, Community um, that I could recommend, Um, uh, I think Brittany would be. You know, Brittany. She's yeah. She's uh, she makes a lot of art, especially when it comes to female empowerment type stuff and the female form.
0: I really enjoy her style.
1: Yes, colorful but solemn. Something very beautiful there. I I think uh, when it comes to. Having a little bit of colour and, and doing the female form, um, or male form, but sp- especially the female form I feel like uh, aspire to draw like her.
0: I I get there I could name, you know, potentially several names when I look around the room at figure drawing and just say, right. Darn, you and you and you like if I could push I've met so what many I'm doing in and, and, and their stylistic direction, yeah, you know, I would be pleased to accomplish such a thing as I sit here and try to figure out my stylistic direction with figure drawing as I have for like the last, I don't know, two and a half years. Yeah.
1: (laughs) Yeah. I I love seeing all different styles people have it again. It's, it's a part of how we communicate and, um, just like any art form and being able to, to have a community built around that is really fun. It's really nice. It's, uh, it's like, it's like you have this language, like, you know this language, like, you know this language. Most people, it's a dead language. And until you can be around people who also yeah. start speaking the language and, and start expressing it and being confident about it, um, uh, you won't be able to to communicate that way unless you have those people. So, yeah,
0: you got to have the, the exercise. Yeah. And, you know, in that method, in that methodology, you have to have the exercise.
1: Yeah. And there's a lot of levels there for, Social aspects that um, you can find in a, a lot of other groups, too. And I think that's that's good. It just, just happens to have that as well. Um, so I I think uh, I think it's a really beautiful part of the community here, and that's why I really like doing it.
0: I've never had or been to a life drawing session since I started going to a life drawing session that I did not enjoy. Hmm. In, in some form or fashion, there wasn't a time where I put pencil to paper and didn't learn something right? about it in mm-hmm. some form or fashion.
1: Yes, yeah. It is, it is fun in that way, and um, doing it every week, seeing yourself progress with, I mean, I didn't sit down and study it. I didn't have a teacher. Just being able to see what other people do um, and have the structure of doing that every week, you just naturally get better. And it's really cool.
0: Yeah, and it's once a week. Like, the the practice of it is once a week. Mm-hmm. And that's what, two hours? Don't dictate more than two hours to it, like once right. a week. Yeah. and you've been Doing it for, what, three years almost?
1: Yeah, with, I would say, some gaps, big gaps between when I took it over from Ben. Yeah. And then. I was like, what?
0: Month gap or something like that. It was, it was yeah, it was and a I good did it a bit. couple
1: times in between um, for like pop up things, but it wasn't consistent basis. And then another big gap this year with uh, COVID nineteen. The beginning of the year, we stopped doing them in March. Yeah, so in March.
0: So what what does the Knoxville art scene look like with COVID and 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 your work right now?
1: Um, for me, how would I explain? I would say as far as the figure drawing group, cause that's what I'm most connected to, um, here. Um, we stopped meeting, um, because it is an enclosed space with, you know, pretty many people, um, where that would not be comfortable at all. Yeah. Um, so we stopped in March and didn't do a couple until September. So that was, um, seven months, mm-hmm. six months. Um, And in that time, I don't know if anyone was really congregating for art at all. Very rarely. Um, I don't know how many places were open downtown during a lot of that, uh, like the museum or like the Emporium um, or just small businesses in general because I would say a large portion of the art community here is going to be the small businesses. It's not just the college. It's not just the uh, Emporium Gallery here, um,
0: it's most bars and adult themed spaces all across town.
1: Yeah, it's it's in a lot of small businesses. Um, it's a part of uh, some venues, like you said, and um, not having a way to congregate and enjoy the art really limited our local consumption. Because unlike um, art that you can find online, local stuff isn't as archived, isn't as presented. And you have to find it and seek it out if you want to see what locals are That's doing. True. You know yeah. they they don't all have a platform in order to communicate it. So you have to go see it yourself. And there's something there's a beauty to that. I think there's something lost in only viewing um, art in a digital form. I think it is um, very powerful to meet in person and and to see things in person and be almost tactile with it if you can. Um, and a lot of that was lost, and that that time and this time of less social uh, contact in person is detrimental more than just to just art, obviously. Yeah. Um, so we've spoken about that, and everyone's spoken about that for almost a year now. It's crazy, but uh, what I'm getting to is is we haven't been, I haven't seen as much local art. I mean, it's a fraction yeah, definitely. Small because
0: it's hard to do that when there's yeah, not lockdowns going, and not going to music shows. Yeah,
1: you can't go to music shows. You can't go to venues. They're not going to be. I mean, if they are open, some bars are open. They might have art in them, but it's just they don't have the numbers. I don't know how many people places care about it because it's a yeah. secondary issue. You know, um, art is is not a necessity in most people's lives, and it's not a necessity to the economy. So it's going to be secondary to a lot of other things a lot of other issues. Um, but it is a way that we communicate, and that that's obviously very uh, important. Um, but economically, it's not going to affect things like other things have.
0: So has this made you change up how you uh, distribute your art at all?
1: I wouldn't say I distribute my art. Um, or how you share it? How I share it. I actually um, stopped uh, sharing it for a multitude of reasons um, a while ago, um, I took a lapse in my in my time putting art out, and it was around the same time as COVID. I didn't have the energy for it, um, but mostly it was because of uh, issues with my workplace. I was putting a lot of time in there, and I did not want to deal with anything that was challenging. Outside of those hours, I felt completely zapped of energy. So I'd say due to personal reasons, I wasn't making art at the same time as COVID, and maybe it had something to do with the, you know, the onset of depression in a lot of people around that time as well, um, some levels of that, but overall, I think it was due to to work conditions, so um, I I overall also would say there's a one large reason I didn't do is uh, because I'm, like I said before, I'm still growing, I, I don't want to spend time working on something that then I would present to other people. And if I'm not working very hard on it, then I don't probably want to present it to anyone. So it was very rare that I was finding ways to express those things because I didn't want to focus and I didn't want to commit to a single piece for a long time.
0: As something that uh, directly relies your body of work. Sorry? As something that directly represents your body of work.
1: Right. Yeah. So... I've also just been messing around with this idea of this body of work for a while now. I've been messing around with uh, different ideas and themes and styles. So that's just taken a lot of exploration. Um, So like with any person who makes music or any person who makes art, style isn't something that just like you find. You just kind of have to mess around for a long time. It comes from your influences, but... I think a lot of people do struggle with finding it, and so I guess I am just want to cement that and work with that struggle for a while.
0: You get a really good footing on what your style is before you put well, together some...
1: Right, and I don't... And I keep getting... feel like I'm getting better over time, and so I don't want to s- put a stake in the ground work on this thing and, and work on a style for, for a t- type of work without... Um, Kind of feeling like I'm plateauing or something. I'm not really sure.
0: It's it's to a point where you're comfortable.
1: Yeah, and I don't know if I'll ever be comfortable. So, <laughs> so yeah, it's it's the, kind of a dilemma. catch twenty two.
0: Yeah, the artist's dilemma. Is it, are you ever good enough? Is it is is this good enough? Am I happy with it? Mm. That that constant struggle ties back into being your own harshest critic.
1: Darn. Yeah. But I think uh, I, I am getting to a point where I want to put a stake in the sand and and say, okay, this is where I want to focus for a while. And by completing some works, I'll learn something different rather than just um, a specific learning specific shapes or learning specific uh, technical skills. I'll learn something overall that I haven't been focused on. So that'll be another direction that I should head in soon, and I think that'll drive me to doing it. To committing to doing the body work. It's kind of finishing, you know, working on something for that long. And that amount of focus psychologically is going to be different. And I'll learn something from that.
0: Fair enough. So once you feel you can do that, you'll dive into the proposed series.
1: Yeah. And I actually do have a kind of a workbook I didn't bring with me um, of ink drawings that are um, really how I rough out a lot of my ideas. I think you you might like it, but they're very abstract at first, until I get to some shapes that I really like, and then I develop that further down. So it's it's kind of like just hot static until I find something. <laughs> hot static. Yeah. I've not heard that before. That's how I sometimes describe <laughs> the inside of my head on a day that I wake up and I'm just like don't know what's going on. It's just, oh, it's hot static up there right now. Sorry. Oh, okay. Hot um, static. I, I, I really do like describing things like that, but it's just, uh, that's I guess it looks like static maybe. Maybe it's not hot. But it just looks like a mess until I kind of uh, sculpt it and uh, refine it.
0: Find the gray wood.
1: Yeah, and then I'll assign more shapes to it and make something out of it. It's kind of like a, a weird inkblot test or shock type situation. You'll have to see what I'm, what I'm describing. It's pretty fun. I'll give it a look. A lot of them are trees. <laughs> no. Yeah. <laughs> trees.
0: Mm-hmm. Excellent. All right, Jared. Well, we're going to cap it right there. Thanks for being on the KAAMP. Thank you for listening. Yeah, my pleasure. It was fun. Um, Links and episode notes, all that good stuff. Do you have anywhere where people can see your work? Uh, Old stuff, new stuff, anything at all?
1: Yeah, on Instagram. um, If you look up Jared Gotchall, it's kind of a mess. Uh, So the the linked notes would be the best thing to find my stuff. Um, And I hope uh, people check out some of my work. Thank you very much. Thanks, Thomas.
0: That was the show. I hope you enjoyed. All the relevant social media and website links will be in the episode description for the featured artist today. And if you yourself or know an artist that you would like to be or see on the platform, shoot me an email. It'll be listed somewhere on here. I'll try to make it plainly evident for you. But uh, thank you very much for listening, and I'll see you next time.